All right, guys, everybody, welcome to the Blam Show. <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh, my man Yoni from the Best Barbecue Podcast. If you've been around any kind of barbecue uh, in the last five, six years, you know who this man is right here. Um, he has one of the hottest barbecue podcasts in the nation, arguably the world. And well, uh, if you like Texas barbecue. And, and Yeah, if you like Texas barbecue anyway, I guess some of these other fellas don't really get it. You know, people think... Other states know how to cook barbecue, but you know, I mean, to me, forty-nine states don't know how to cook brisket. So, <laughs> and then brisket's the main, the main fella here. Of course, bro. <laughs> Where's uh, where where you've been spending most of your time lately? Me? Yeah. The Vulcan Gas Company. What's going on over there? Comedy, bro. Is that the the Kill Tony show? Huh. Kill Tony show. All kinds of stuff. There's a Rogan of... does a bunch of shows. There's yeah. a secret show on Thursdays. It's not so secret anymore. Yeah, well, the guests are secret, so oh. it's like you know that you're going to see 10 to 12 comedians, but you don't always know who. And that somebody might see a special on Netflix or something. Or... Well, it's hosted by Brian Redband, the wow. podfather. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got some pull with some, you know, Sal Volcano showed up one day. Wow. It was really fun. That is cool as hell, man. What do you what'd you bring for us here today? Uh, this is some CM Smokehouse. We've got the Crunchwrap, uh, Brisket Crunchwrap Supreme. I just had one. Uh, we've got some chicken wings and some ribs that were smoked and then lightly deep fried before they were served. Lightly deep fried. Adds a little, well, you know, you <laughs> know love, how yeah. the ribs don't really need it, but the chicken, when you smoke chicken, it's really hard to not have kind of that rubbery yeah, or yeah. chewy skin. Yeah. That little, that quick fry, crisp it up and... Pulls it together. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, had had a, had a few a second ago. I'm not going to dirty my hands again right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. M- I might dig into that crunch wrap here in a second. It's like two, th- two or three minutes. We're going to be in here for a while. So Eating noises, a little ASMR. For <laughs> we don't have a cough button. Either. It will ASMR. <laughs> There's no sneeze. It's called the sneeze button. It's it? called uh, this. <laughs> Get it out of my face. <laughs> That's great. <It's> like... <coughs> I got my tea, so we're good. Is, is it Texas tea? It's like some throat tea. I've been I've been losing my voice every night, yelling over the noise at the club. Oh yeah, you're you're spending literally. The, you're you're there until open to close. You're you're pretty much kind of. I'm there like running the show Monday through Thursday. Yeah, and Monday I get there at like five p.m. And then because I got to set up everything. Man. And then you're there till what three, four, two really? Yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll make it till three, but we got to convince everyone to stick around. <laughs> I feel bad for the door guys and everything. You know? Oh man, yeah. But it's a party, man. We turned an EDM club into a comedy venue. That's so, so crazy. And then it goes back into an EDM, EDM deal. <laughs> I mean, not right, obviously We're, not right now. I'm trying to talk him out of doing that anymore, but yeah. I think the money's too good for now. But, they, I mean, the are, comedy is so much fun in there. Are they even doing that at all since what's going on in the you know world right now with the? No, yeah, they're fine. They're still Vulcan's doing, wide open. That's bro. awesome. That's awesome. We we put uh, on most nights we put between two fifty and three hundred people in there, and then for New Year's Tony did a show, and we had like almost four hundred I think because oh, we killed a lot of the tables. Yeah, well, standing room only. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool, man. I've uh, I've been noticing um, you know, since I guess this uh, the pandemic has started. I haven't seen you do a bunch of the traveling you used to do for the barbecue, uh, and I know that you've been helping out. Um, with Cade at the CM Smokehouse a bunch, so obviously yeah. it's taking some time, and the Kill Tony show's taking up some time as well. I'll do a little, I'll run the fires a little bit. Yeah. I hang out there a lot. Um, I do a lot of work there. You know, it's a, they got good internet, they got lots of drinks and food, so. <laughs> the I, must. Well, especially after COVID, it's like, I don't want to, 
don't want to be in my house anymore. Like uh, I'll, yeah. I'll work in my house, but like, you know, Editing that's why it. I have all this fancy gear and a backpack full of cameras, so I don't have to be home. <laughs> you got your your Saturday office out there in Lexington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you been going out there still most most Saturdays? Yeah, well, they've been closed for three weeks, so now Snows is open again Saturday, so it'll be my first time back in Was a it, month. Is it the lull time? You know, the first of the year. Yeah, concert? they always close okay. close did... from Christmas to early January. Very cool. Well, that's smart. That's really smart. That's we didn't do that whenever I was open, and those were the slowest times of the year, <laughs> by far. Yeah, and, and you got to give. I mean, you got to take a break. You yeah. know, our boys, Lane and everyone, Jalen at Goldies are taking it. a break right now. I bet they need it. They have been getting slammed, number yeah. one in Texas, according to some guy who I guess knows stuff. Yeah, yeah, he knows a, a thing, or, a thing or one or two. I like this. I like this. Was this specially made for the, this episode? Or uh, what? No, so um, my, my mom and stepmom, they spend a lot of time, they, or not a lot of time, that would make them carnies, but um, <laughs> they, they do um, these, like Canton and uh, what is it, uh, out there, the trade days in Fredericksburg and all that, so uh, they, they cook barbecue out there. And um, or did and they haven't done it in a while. But when they're out there, uh, I guess they they pulled one of these things out one of the one of the junk piles. Hell and yeah! I've been begging them to put it in my restaurant for years, and they're like, no, no, no. And then finally, the restaurant's gone. They're like, yeah, but use it for your podcast. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> it is. You got this full on studio, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The studio's very nice. Um, I really appreciate you know Ebel for letting me come in here and do this. Uh, we're still gonna do a few things. We're gonna make it move it around a little bit, and yeah. It's beautiful though. Apparently, we're gonna do something to this wall that's behind you—the white wall. We're gonna fi- we're gonna figure something out for that. <laughs> Bro, with those big arms, you can just punch through it. Yeah, just put punch holes. And that'll be my background, <laughs> Mr. Demolition. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, um, do you see yourself doing any kind of you know stepping away during this lull time with with Cade and um, with CM Smokehouse, where everybody's kind of the slow season? Are you gonna try and do a little bit of traveling to go around and? see some of the guys you haven't seen in a while. I know it's been a while since you've been in North Texas and seen some of those guys. Yeah, and uh, I honestly, I'm I'm kind of revamping everything I'm doing because I do love having a podcast, yeah. and I want to also entertain those people who might not have an hour or two hours. So quick quick stuff. Yeah, you know, YouTube punchy, yeah. you know, a little more hosting and compression of the story but if you want to hear the whole story it's long form we got it long form too yeah that's cool if you guys like this video check me out with brendan <laughs> lamb on the podcast yeah <laughs> the rest of us us just kind of talking <laughs> yeah well it's just um barbecue guys love conversation yeah it's beautiful when people from other states like especially the hoodoo brown guys yeah when they come here they love it because out there people are like do you you want to talk about barbecue all day? Like, yeah. are we just going to... You've been talking about barbecue. Nobody can relate to it. Well, it's just it's like... It's not the culture. They're just not used to it. Yeah. And out here, we're like, yeah, we'll talk to... We want to talk about barbecue all day? All fucking Just day. Help, me, help me watch the fire. <laughs> yeah, all day. Mix that up for me. That's one of the things I really, really, really do like about the community that, you know, we've kind of... That, that we're all a part of here um, with... Just being able to walk up to somebody's pit room, um, as long as they're not in the middle of rapping or yeah. something crazy, but to be, be able to sit down with them and talk about the nuances on the way that they do stuff, or talk about you know even not even the barbecue, but just being around the barbecue that the, the fireside chat thing is very 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 cool, and that's nearly became <laughs> became one of the names for this. But you know because that's that's where all of our conversations is always taking place is right there in the pit room. Well, and and I wouldn't have a show if I wasn't. Uh, I'm I'm like, 
I'm not very good at like being subtle, so I usually just fucking kick the door in of the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm just in. Most of these guys, I mean, you know, I, I was like in the pits yeah. at La Barbecue before. Yeah. You know, I I really like. I met you before I I went into that um, new location. Yeah. When you guys were in that trailer uh, park, I did your first episode, didn't I? Yeah, you did my first episode. That and man. we waited three hours because you went to get wood. <laughs> hey, hey, I know, I know. <laughs> no, I mean it, it was uh it was it was everything was sloppy. I mean I had this weird co host and um I was sitting there being like, I think we got everything, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like Zoom recorder, a couple <laughs> mics. I don't think we even kept brought headphones, so no, no, could have just totally screwed up the the, the whole sound. There was zero video. And it's outside in a park to where there's people like right there on Cesar Chavez. Yeah, on Cesar like, Chavez. Yeah, all, exactly. all the traffic and then airplanes and Yeah, bro. It was <laughs> I don't go back and listen to those much because they sound it, they sound okay, but it'd be cool to find you know to to see where it's coming from because they're, I mean, they're all out there and you've got I know yeah I've, I listen to them every I've, now and then I, I killed a bunch of the stupid like gimmicky ones that we did yeah. back in the day that's all I've really gotten rid of yeah well I mean we we did a, a pretty fun one when we drove out to Miss, uh, Mississippi to Brad Orson's place oh yeah we the did the road yeah. episode that was fun when I broke my trailer and the, the <laughs> you didn't break it we just. They locked up on yeah, somehow. Somehow the brakes locked up. They still. Locked. I think about that every time I pass that gas station. Yeah. <laughs> you up. laying under the thing. I, you're like trying to fix it, and I'm like taking pictures. Like, oh, Brendan Lamb out here got stuck after <laughs> ten miles out of Austin. Yeah, I was so excited about using that trailer to go pick up everything out there. Yeah, barely yeah. got past the airport. You <laughs> loaded up, bro. Yeah, I could, and he said I could have got even more. But you know, Brad, uh, Brad Orson from the Shed Barbecue, uh, he he hooked me up. For some of y'all that don't know, he hooked me up with pretty much all of the equipment that i needed to start my restaurant which yeah. is just crazy he's got this big old property out there in ocean springs mississippi and i think it's it's 20 acres or something um right on the water uh, or on the bayou anyway yeah on the bayou and uh man that just, that place is like a dream for anybody that I wants mean, to amazing family yeah. grand champions oh, yeah. for every every big barbecue memphis and may every big barbecue competition you've ever heard of unbelievably generous yeah. just amazing human beings bring the party everywhere i mean they're probably, you know, their funerals are probably more exciting than people's birthday parties. Oh, I bet, yeah. Are you going out there for his steak? You know, his yearly steak competition thing? He's about, I think it's this month or next month, isn't it? Yeah, I should hit him up. I, I haven't been, I've just been nerding out, man. I'm I'm taking like a Casey Neistat's uh, yeah. vlogging course right now. Oh, cool. And I'm reading like five books on storytelling and just really digging deep into yeah. how I want to reformat everything I'm doing. Because I really want people... You know, I, I want it to be kind of like a Bourdain episode where yeah. you're just like on a, you know, you know how I am. Yeah. I'm just on a, I'm on a ripper. I get to a town, <laughs> I'm like, dive bar, tacos, let's go, yeah. you know? So I want to figure out a way to capture all that. Instead of just staying in the niche of barbecue. Yeah, instead of like having a great time and then talking to someone for two hours yeah. and then posting that. It's like, well, I mean, that that part is fun. I love the conversations. It but is. You, we're missing out on the like... You know, rolling blunts behind the pit and just yeah. Have, yeah. being hoodlums, you know? Oh, man, those are my favorite times. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm working on an episode that's literally marijuana's influence on the barbecue community. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do an episode where we actually cook and do a bunch of the, you know, uh, edible sauce. Stuff? Yeah, the sauces, yeah. the rubs, the all that stuff. I know see. some guys that can make you some great sauces, too. Oh, cool. We I got like a quart of it in my fridge right now. Is it strong? Take a little spoonful. No, it's like real nice. It's yeah. Just, it's got a good taste to it. It's oh not, yeah. yeah, it's great. It, it, if you didn't, that's what's dangerous about. It. If you didn't know, yeah, 
you'd be like, wow, this is a really good barbecue sauce. <laughs> like, oh, let me put it on everything. And you'd be like, whoa, good. hold on a second. But yeah, it's, it's very well balanced. So it's like a couple spoonfuls and you're having a good time. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I have an edible sponsor, Early Bird CBD. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're actually getting pretty big. I know that they're, I've seen some of their stuff up in, in even Fort Worth now. Yeah, and, well, I mean, they figured out the... We passed this farm bill in 2018 that allows CBD products to have a certain amount of THC. Yeah. But it's by weight. So they just made the gummies big enough that they can have two and a half milligrams per gummy. Yeah. So it's like they found this loophole that no one else has found. It's derived from hemp. It's not some synthetic. It's not Delta 8. It's yeah. not all this crap. And it's good. It's like uh, uh, literally everyone I talked about, they're like, oh, okay, it's Delta 8. And you're like, no. no. <laughs> like people don't believe that you can just like legally buy edibles now. Yeah. That, but you can ship them in 50 states. And that's wild. And it's, it's just by weight. You, so. Yeah, so if you wanted a 100-milligram edible, you just have to make a really big gummy. <laughs> and finish the whole thing. <laughs> but the CBD, everything that's in it, it's really balanced. It's really yeah. like, they're the best. I mean, I, I and you only need a couple of them. Even people who say they take 100 milligrams or whatever, yeah. these are like so chill. Oh, they're, really? just, they're the best. Check yeah. the link in my bio. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody go to Best Barbecue and uh, check out that link. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on all that stuff, man, because I want to have, you know, um, when I'm on your show, I want to be able to promote it and to yeah. be able to tell the story. Like, I mean, even today, I was like, damn, I should have brought some stuff and got a little behind the scenes, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like that forethought, I'm pre-production. I know production, I'm yeah. learning pre-production. Oh, you're learning that right now. Yeah, just how to, how to think ahead, how mm-hmm. to be like, oh, when we were playing with the dog, you know, yeah. that would have been... That's the, the cutest dog ever. Yeah, and have that as, like, a, some of your video that yeah. you have. and just show. Here. I mean, yeah. like, you got a crack team here kicking ass. Oh, and yeah. They were, like, sending me links, and they got me on the app, and everyone's a... Uh, Free speech app. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm all about it, man. I yeah. mean, it, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's goofy that Twitter's taking things down, YouTube's taking things down. Like, yep. it's... Feels very shifty. Well, like if if you don't, if you're completely shielded away from a, a point of view that you deem offensive or not true to your facts, kind of situation. And that's even a whole other conversation. I'm saying you can't have your facts and your facts and your there's facts. So that's that's just the the, the situation of well, and it's, I, it's divisive. If someone was like, you know, all gingers should burn in hell or something, yeah. I get that. Like I get hate speech. I get all that yeah. stuff. But it's like we can't stop people from expressing opinions. Exactly. We can't, like, we can't take people who are credit. You know, it would be like if Memphis was like, "Oh, if anyone talks about anything besides Memphis style barbecue, we you're banned. We don't want that." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why would you not want that conversation in there? You know, that's that's the part that just is. I, I know it's confusing to me, and obviously, by the way, you're talking about it's confusing to you. But like, how can they try and make this make sense to the general public? Whenever, like every, it's it's in everybody's face on how messed up and how one sided it is. Well, like everything, I can relate this to barbecue. Yeah, if you look at it, the average person, they watch, I don't know, Food Network or something, and they're like, "This is barbecue." I use some charcoal, or I. You're right. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And it's like, no. they have to want to, like, how come my steak isn't as good as this place? Yeah. Or how come? Oh, a brisket. How do I? You know what I mean? They have to want that. I mean, there's, for every good, you know, Mighty Joe Yim, um, Bradley, Chud's Barbecue, yeah. uh, what's another one? Texacana Barbecue, yeah. you know, some of the Texas guys that have been making videos. For every one of those, there's a hundred guys 
deep frying, dry aging, just doing all this crap that is just yeah. literally nonsense and mm. makes terrible, terrible food. Yeah. That's, you know, I guess there's a space for that, you know, for the people that want to go on and experiment and try yeah, stuff. But it's the worst. It's it, a waste of meat. It's <laughs> like competition barbecue. That's what, one of the things I deleted yeah. were some of my old competition episodes because they just didn't have any substance because yeah. these guys, when you inject... Like in competition, they're gonna inject the yep, meat. They're yeah, yeah. covered in MSG. They use parquet butter, and yeah. it's just it's just nonsense. Like Texas it's barbecue is the best because it's simple, and it's you're letting the meat talk for itself, and yeah. the and the and the smoke of the wood. This th- those wings have, you know, they're tossed in a sauce, but besides that, they were literally just smoked and then fried. They weren't seasoned. They weren't anything. Yeah. Because you don't need it. You're, we're here for the meat. We're not here yeah. for the, all the different, you know, 12 different spices. You're going to put it layering the rubs and doing all that. It doesn't need to be all that. Listen, it pisses me off all the time yeah. that I, I'll cook chicken and I'll just I'll catch it a little wrong. I'll leave it on the smoker. I'll leave it too close, whatever. But then you can go to any grocery store place and buy a rotisserie chicken. They're amazing. Every time. And it's like, <laughs> that's not any. They literally just season a little bit and threw it on a rack. Yeah. That's all you need. Yep. Same thing with vegetables. I mean, people all the time are saying... Cauliflower. Oh, you hate vegans, right? And I'm like, no, if a vegan or a vegetarian wants to come to what I'm doing, I mean, I think everyone should uh, embrace, you know, diet fluidity, mm. you know? So we shall be fluid. You don't have, you have to be bit of in a space. You can, if you yeah. want to eat meat, eat meat. If you want to, we don't, like, I feel like that creates a lot of stress for people. You decide you're vegetarian and all of a sudden you're like... Damn, I want that pepperoni yeah, pizza. But it's got this in it, and now I. But yeah. I don't eat that anymore. It's like let's all just relax. I've but got a moral disposition. I love, oh yeah, like <laughs> charring some, um, some spring onions or the ones with the big bulbs. Yeah, you know, and just making amazing vegetables. Uh, this one girl came and she was vegan, vegan, mm. and so I cleaned off a spot in the smoker. I roasted all these vegetables, and then I got this, like, really nice fresh pasta, and I made her, like, a pasta primavera that was smoked. And she was like, this is the best food I've ever... (laughs) Like, she was just (laughs) like... And she was like, I was so worried about coming, and then my friend told you, and I was, like, nervous. Because people think, like, meat people hate non-meat people. And it's going to be completely benevolent against you and say that, oh, I know that you have... I know you're a vegan, but I'm going to sneak some beef tallow in here, or I'm going to sneak right. some... Yeah, yeah, and that's not... I, I will try to do that, though. <laughs> yeah. Beef tallow is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's gold. It's worth its weight in gold. No, but I'm I'm not even kidding. There's, like, this thing where people think there's a rivalry. It's like, people... I'll literally just check my DMs, and they'll be like, fuck vegans, right? Yeah. And I'm like, sure. No. <laughs> that's for you, man. Is that, that's your first message yeah. to me? It's like, vegetarians suck? Yeah. Remember when they used to show up at the, at the Texas Monthly Festival? Yeah. Well, that's, like, a weird... That's like a weird group of protesters who just yeah. want to annoy Aaron Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's half the reason he didn't do the, he made like his own event because he was like standing there listening to them. Yeah, just tired they, of they, it. Well, he was right along the, plus his line was insane. It was just stupid to People have People in there. his line are having to interact with the protesters. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were having fun with him there. I mean, a lot of those protesters are, I, I think they need some Trolls. like mental help, you know? Yeah. They're just like, I mean, if you're foaming at the mouth, mad, showing me pictures of weird dead animals that don't yeah. like they were just showing like that it wasn't like from a meat processing factory it was just like dead animal that got it hit. was like a <laughs> it was like a little baby pig someone like stepped on like it didn't even make any sense i was yeah. like that's just gruesome yeah that's not, i don't like that's nothing shit. to do with what we're doing i don't doing. like that shit either <laughs> you know <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing worse than people that are cruel to yeah. animals you know but at the same i mean there's worse but america's big enough i mean i think every cattle Hog, chicken should have some space. Yeah, and they it's stupid they don't. And yeah, you know, like the big old uh, farms they got in Georgia that 
people get sick from because they're spraying the, everything all right. over the field. Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Well, it's very, and that's what gives us the bad name. That's the thing people don't realize. I'm kind of a hippie. That's I, I grew up caring about the environment yeah. and, and working for Greenpeace yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. So bullshit you eat meat you're a terrorist eco-terrorist right. well you know it was funny when when i did work for greenpeace they were sending us all over uh all over the world all over the country mostly but we went uh and hung out with greenpeace europe and um there was just there's all these people from every greenpeace and we went out and we're all like i'm a you know i'm in an alliance with the with the ecology and i'm you know i'm a good person so i'm just gonna get you know i eat vegetarian all this stuff yeah and i look and all the like uh, I think they were from the Netherlands. A bunch of the Greenpeace guys are just getting bacon cheeseburgers. And I'm like, and then people are like, well, don't you? He's like, it's just a job. Yeah. I fight for the environment. Great. It's just a job, though. I can still eat a cheeseburger. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm a fucking <laughs> vegan completely. That's, and it's a very American thing to be like, oh, my life has to match my job. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can be a janitor who, you know, drives classic cars in, in England. But here, it's like, I don't know. People just try to put people in boxes it's stupid just from that i mean tootsie herself you know she's got the she's, she's a janitor a groundskeeper and then yeah. she doesn't live her weekends as a groundkeeper she doesn't do what she loves which is barbecue the hilarious <laughs> thing is after having millions of views on netflix like yeah. literally same person already a legend becoming even more legendary worldwide yeah she still is rolling back into gettings and sweeping the floors yeah. and driving her little cart around like she loves it. It's crazy. She's a, she really is a legend. Like, yeah, living not, legend. There's a living legend right now, but you know, there's plenty of guys that you know people are going to talk about for years, even after they die. You know, with barbecue and all that stuff. But yeah. for her, she's like, I feel like it's going to be timeless. They're going to have murals. They're going to have all this lady that you know back in the early 2000s was killing it, and she's been killing it since before that. You know, 80, oh, yeah. 70s, 80s. How, when did she start over at the Giddings Meat Market? I, think I mean, that was a long, forty years ago. It's crazy. The <laughs> Clay and a lot of the people from Lexington talk about how they used to skip school to get her ham sandwiches because yeah. the school food was so bad. Yeah, that's what my uh, my grandpa says. Yeah, <laughs> he says that they used to go up there all the time. That's funny. Well, and it's that's the funny thing about barbecue is it's not it's timeless. You know, mm -hmm. we haven't. Yes, Aaron Franklin took the ideas to this new level where we pay a little more attention to the fire, we pay more attention to the meat, mm -hmm. and then everyone else just kind of took it in their direction. But yeah. it's still based off simple, slow. There's no way to, like, microwave a brisket. No. There's no speeding up of no. anything. Well, what, you, have you seen the, the new steam smokers, the steam, the pressure smokers? It's stupid. It's I know. You can get that, but they advertise. They get a brisket done in four hours. <laughs> I've never tried one. I'm not going to. I mean. I've, I've had an Instant Pot for five years yeah. and i cannot get a piece of meat to cook properly in there because no. it's just you can't that pressure and that heat it doesn't you can't speed up that process of the meat kind of getting hot and then starting to sweat yep. and just kind of being in this weird tight loose thing and then it gets really 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 tight and, it's, <sighs> and then you've got a perfect piece of meat yeah you can't you can't i mean maybe someday you get some you know thermodynamics experts and all that yeah maybe but I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon i mean they brought it from the the real low and slow which is the traditional texas like 23 24 hours on the pit to now and then you know get it done in eight to ten, eight to 12 hours you know talk to s.l wool about that their first cook at uh 2m they said it took like 22 hours to cook oh, man. 
Damn. Did you imagine it's just like getting closer and closer, and you're like, uh, we're these are supposed to be done by now. Yeah, and you're like getting closer and closer to open. Yeah. I'd be like, this thing is dry. There's no way it's gonna be dry after this, but not not with his. Oh, I mean, he's a <laughs> he's a monster. Oh God, I know. Still one of my favorite briskets. When I like his perspective because if you look at, you know, yeah, Texas Monthly, we have all this local eater, all that crap. Yeah, but like. He's nominated for a James Beard Award. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that overshoots everything. I right. feel like that overshadows everything. Snows is on Netflix. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter where they are on the Texas yeah. monthly list anymore. Yeah. They don't even have to put them on the list, honestly. Didn't they will. But it's like <laughs> to me the lists are so funny when like yeah. why aren't we celebrating that everyone is obsessed with Texas barbecue in 10, 20? I I don't even know how many cities there's barbecue where people are literally in line. like right now there's people Thinking about, okay, tomorrow right, we're yeah, going to get in line. Exactly. It's Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, so like tomorrow or Friday. People starting to get ready. How to, early? Yeah. People send me all the ma- How early do I need to go to Franklin? How early do I need to go? It's like, what do you think? I'm checking the lines? Yeah, I'm not, I don't have a, that would be a good app. Oh, I mean, if you want to <laughs> if you want to help people put in like a live stream of the lines yeah. at their place, I think, I told Snows they should have done that five yeah. years ago. Just put a freaking webcam and run it. Oh, people will lose their minds over that. You just yeah. go live whenever you're going to open and, Yeah. Well, and it's 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 one of those things where Franklin, especially when the weather's cold, uh, I live up kind of just north of there. So Their line dies completely when it's cold. Not dies completely, but you just when you're a local and you can drive by. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll drive by and you'll be like, "There's only two people in line," and then you'll look and there's no sign on the door, and you're like, "Oh, sweet, I can sneak into Franklin right yeah. now." It's and sweet. that's like that's kind of the local move is like figuring out, "Oh shit." Not There's, having to wait for those big busy times, you know, the yeah. Fridays, the Saturdays, sure. and Sundays. Get you know, go there at five AM, go there at four AM. But if you live in town, just like cruise by every once in a while. You'll you'd be surprised what you can catch at the end of the day. Yeah, just don't be set on, hey, today is my Franklin's day. You know, it could have to be today or tomorrow or the next day. I just know I'm gonna get it. Everyone's just so worried about everything all the time. Like yeah. I've realized like I work with comedians. They're literally it's chaos. It's they, they live in chaos. What are they worried about? Yeah. So like Whenever people hit me up, oh, what time do I have to get early? I want to do this. I'm like, just go get. If you can't go there, there's. We live in the best barbecue city in the world. Yeah, just go get some Micklewaite. Oh my god, I love some ta- some food from him, man. Uh, the when they do the lamb yeah. or that um, the grits, the jalapeno cheese grits. Oh, yeah. I literally ate a quart of that in two days. Oh, good luck with that. That's a stomach ache. Or uh, Roland Smoke, his mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. It's like. I don't even know how he does it. Like, I've literally, I, for a while, I was weighing the stuff I was eating, and I was excited. I was like, oh, I got some rolling smoked mac and cheese, and I put it, and when I put it on the scale, like, because I, I had made mac and cheese and other pasta dishes, mm-hmm. it was literally, like, half of the amount was the same weight as, like, a normal. Wow. I was like, how did you do this? Was He's he like, I don't know. It's a lot of cheese in it. <laughs> it's just a lot of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how how is how is your how is this so dense? Yeah, I was like so excited to eat it, and and with the diet I was on, it was like I could only eat like four <laughs> bites. Are you still dieting? Uh, I'm. I did that for so long yeah. that I just kind of. It just teaches you things. It's like oh, instead of putting like three scoops of rice into this like bowl of meat and vegetables, yeah, just put more meat and vegetables. Unless you know right, what I mean. It right. just it taught me kind of more of a perspective. I don't need to do that crap anymore. I just work out more. Yeah. You uh, you looking forward to any uh, any of these festivals coming up? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to to getting out, man. I know I've been, you've got to. I've got yeah, like I've know, been working so much, tr- and we didn't see you at the Troubadour Festival. 
Yeah, well, that was Skankfest. That was a four-day... Yeah, you can't miss that. Oh, my God, bro. And it was great because... It was great because all these people hadn't seen each other in years. Yeah. And then we're in Houston. You know, there's people swinging and banging in front of the club. There's, like, a bunch of, like, hoodlum kids on freaking bikes popping wheelies. Uh And everyone's like, is this... Is this okay? And then Astroworld happened oh my God. the same weekend. Yeah. And if you know anything about comedy, you know those guys were just lining up. Like, they were looking. Like, I was talking to them the night before when it all happened. And they're, like, looking at, like, how early am I up? Because everyone wants to get the first joke in. Oh. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm going up at noon. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> and just, like, the Astroworld jokes were just crazy. Uh, I wish I could have been in that room. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it was four stages, yeah. a boxing ring. They do this thing called the um, the goddamn comedy jam, yeah. Where uh, it's an entire band that does karaoke, so they kind of practice and they know all the songs that, yeah. and it's all like famous comedians singing their favorite songs, and so their crowds are. It's just with a live karaoke, yeah, That's with so like cool. a live band. And, I love and the live band karaoke. It's just it's great because here we have these yonder bags you have to put all your phones in the bags if you go to a show because people have been recording things people try to cancel people or people try to leak people's jokes yeah at that event there were none of those but because they're all real comedy fans no one took their there's a naked roast at that event where everybody's naked where everyone on stage is naked and no one pulled out a phone no one because they respect the art that's awesome yeah that's really hard to find and that's very surprising actually yeah and the comedy scene just has it's this that's why i love the comedy scene so much it's the same thing as the barbecue scene like if if someone if someone accused a barbecue person of doing something to try to cancel a barbecue yeah. person the first thing i do would call them be like are you all right what's happening you know yeah. i would never like jump on the freaking crap right. like people yeah. do so yeah you should be canceled because somebody told me you did this yeah that's ridiculous. And I think the whole culture, that whole cancel culture, that's another it's conversation. It's, I hope it does die. Austin is the uncancelable comedy city. Like, it's about to be, We, I mean, just the other night, Shane Gillis, Tony Hinchcliffe, Joe Rogan, all on yeah. the same stage. Everyone's tried to cancel all three of those guys. Every time, yeah. Haven't been able to do it. Nope. Are you doing sets up there yet? Uh, I just do open mics. I'm not good yeah. enough for no no one's put. Oh, I've been on one show, but it's it's yeah. it's hard to get. There's a lot of comics in this town, and every day, every week, there's more people you hadn't heard of from the week before, and you're like, man, well now they're getting some FaceTime. <coughs> Kill Tony is a. Uh, it's basically just an advanced open mic with yeah. a, where you get to do one minute, and then Tony and Red Band and whoever the guest is, kind of interview slash roast you, and so. It's a lot more pressure, but it's also a much bigger stage for anyone who throws their name in the bucket to get on. Oh, yeah. And every week, there's new names. That's cool. And it's crazy. Like, two weeks ago, we had almost all people that had never been pulled out of the bucket before, and they were all really funny. And they were all from other cities. That's rare. Very rare. It was so good. I think, uh, oh, it just came out on Monday, the Ryan G. E. Belt episode. Okay. Literally just bangers every time yeah every person killing 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 and we we're just all looking at each other like is this gonna are we just gonna keep yeah. p- p- pulling good people out of the bucket this where do we great. go from here yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the, that's what i mean the whole show is in chaos yeah. i mean uh, a, a girl uh this girl molly who's a, a local comedian she's also a porn star she's like a plus size porn star yeah and they were talking about how she's like like her breasts are size m yeah and then at one point 
they were like, we should weigh them. And we have a scale from doing weigh-ins. We yeah. had some very some comics who were like... You got a boxing f- ring. Uh, what'd you say? So you got a boxing ring, so yeah. Weigh no, in. no, that was in Houston. Okay. We don't have a boxing ring. That'd be cool. But uh, but so there were these big comics. One was 360, the other was like 390, and we made them do a weight loss challenge, so we already had the scale. So all of a sudden, Tony's just like, we're going to wear boobs. <laughs> and, I, and I like have to hand the camera off to someone, sprint up to the office, go get the scale, yeah. come back down, and... Sure enough, we put them on the table, and she's dropped them on there, eight and a half pounds. Is it like a digital uh, barbecue meat scale? Or no, is it- well, so I had to find <laughs> I had to find a scale that goes over because most of the scales I think like stop bucks. at like three hundred, three fifty. Oh. So I found a scale that goes to five hundred. It's like a huge, it's like a big glass scale. Her boobs were five hundred pounds. No, her boobs were eight and a half. Oh, the guys God. we were weighing, we weren't sure. <laughs> yeah. We knew they were over three hundred. Oh, so. oh, gotcha. Yep. Yep. Sorry, did I tell that backwards? No, I just, it's me. It's I'm me. getting all excited now. <laughs> I haven't been talking into a mic in a while. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, this is, I mean, these mics are nice. Yeah. So, um, but every single, you, you're there, four, you said four nights a week? or Yeah. Four well, nights a week, yeah. At least two. I'm usually there Monday and Thursday. And mm-hmm. then if there's, um, if there's shows Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm usually yeah. at those. It's funny because actually the weekends are the slowest. That's wild. So, but you, so the the majority of people are getting off of work and then going for the shows are late. I oh, guess. Oh yeah, it's so well. They start at eight, yeah. you know, eight eight thirty. But it's so funny because like everyone makes a joke about the Tuesday crowd. They're like, "Oh, you guys don't give a fuck about your jobs <laughs> out on a Tuesday night getting <laughs> oh, yeah. drunk at a comedy show." Yep, yep. So that that's always a, a a joke someone makes. Everybody's everybody's favorite night is to do it on Tuesday night. I mean, why not? Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's the night that you get to go out and test your material out too. Well, eighty percent of the city works on unlimited vacation or some goofy, you know, flexible work. No one works nine to five anymore. That's for suckers. Yeah, everybody works from home. Yeah, and I mean everything's tech here. So is this is the show um, streamed too at all? I know you said like for like the naked stuff, obviously not. But is there? I, and you've got the the podcast. So Skankfest did a bunch of streaming. Yeah. Um, Kill Tony isn't streamed anymore. We record it because yeah. we have to cut out. You know, even if someone just. Uh, you know, someone will get on stage and be like, do you have any, you know, interesting skills or talents? Oh, I can sing. Then they sing a song. We have to cut most of the song out or else yeah. YouTube will flag it. Oh, for because they're copying someone's song or singing somebody's song. Yeah, they're yeah. singing, you know, they're always singing Whitney Houston or whatever. But it's so goofy. <laughs> like, they're they're singing a song with a band. We're not, we're not like, trying to steal, Yeah. you know? No, this is, you're going to go ahead and take over the recording for Whitney yeah. Houston. I will always love you. Is that the I just, <laughs> well, there's already, like... There's already basically a license to do it's that stuff, but they still take it. Houston. Someone always claims that. It's so goofy. They still go ahead and go up and, and push just to try and deplatform somewhere or another. There's like, what's the, what, like, that's another whole thing. Yeah. Is that, is that a way for people to get pissed off at the jokes you were making? So then they're like, we're going to claim copyright, and, you know, because we can't cancel them. I mean, it's a little bit of that, but it's yeah. also, there's so, there's so much money in, copyright claims now yeah that that people are writing algorithms youtube has like literally if i make a i i I tried to post a podcast a while back and i had to like lower the volume for two minutes because the music at the the barbecue joint was loud enough that it could hear it and it said oh this is copyrighted that is crazy like like it's not a person it's literally when i go to upload it's like checking for copyright and that's like one of the bars you have to wait for before you can upload your video just goes through and see if there's anything that's recognizable well, uh, these guys, um, you said there's there's different people all the time, but you know, like with, with Tony and, and Red Band, and all, do you take them out for barbecue and stuff? Oh, yeah. Tony yeah. loves uh, CM Smokehouse. Oh, He's, yeah. Yeah, the loaded fries, and he 
I mean, they they haven't acclimated to the diet yet, so yeah. they need like a nap after everything. But <laughs> and we, um, like Kate brings food after. So after every kill, Tony gives away a bunch of tacos and sandwiches, wings. How close is he? Is his spot from the Vulcan? Uh, I mean, it's just you know, it might might be three miles. It's, no, it's not bad. It's just south of downtown on South Lamar. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's uh, it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't. If you if you're a local, you know the right way to go. Right. There's a lot of ways you could go that suck. It's been a few few years since I've been a local. Some of these places I don't remember. Yeah, well, until uh, I'm driving past. Them. I mean, Bolden Acres is a total anomaly. It used to be a car dealership, so when you when you drive by it, it just looks like a building with a big parking lot. Yeah. But then you go behind the building and it's all astroturf, picnic tables, pickleball. Oh, cool. It's a it's. I mean, they can easily like feed and and get beverages for 500 people all day there. Is is Cade the only one there? Is there other? Yeah, no. Wow. Well, and Cade actually, he's just a wizard, man. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> he started. He started just making some barbecue. Wanted to do, you know, good burgers, whatever. Excuse me, I'm a little stuffed up. And he, uh, he just he figured out all of these ways to, you know, everyone can hold barbecue, and yeah. you know, I can't really give away his secrets, but he cooks a really different way. Um, he's found ways to kind of take brisket a little further, put it in a lot of dishes. Yeah. But I mean, if you just get the fucking queso where he dumps a bunch of brisket in it, it's yeah. insane. And they make their chips fresh. Everything's fresh. So, so he's got a fryer. He's got a fryer in there. Yeah. So well, so he has another truck. I mean, it looks like it's a food truck, but there's a whole commissary behind it. Wow. So it's really a kitchen. It's just the kitchen doesn't have any event hood, so yeah. they have to cook in the truck. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, All electric. That's why, because people are like, oh, it's a food truck. I'm like, yeah, but it's really a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, they, they serve more than any food truck in the city. But at one point, he the him and the owners are all partners now, bought a second truck because he was going to do a second menu called Gringo Loco, which was more of the Crunchwrap and yeah. tacos and birria. He's gotten so efficient, and he's got his like methods and ops down so well, he runs two menus out of that one truck. That and the Gringo Loco truck is just sitting there for when they need it. Wow. The overflow. Yeah. He's a monster, bro. Yeah. I and, mean, he, and, I mean, he's doing every every few weeks, he's like, this is our biggest Saturday ever. And I'm like, bro, you're selling you're selling more food than, like, yeah. every barbecue joint we know, except for, like, Terry Black's and some of the big ones. Oh, they're yeah, doing hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. <laughs> I swear. Oh, Terry Black's? I mean, they're doing yeah. a lot. They're doing a lot. I mean, they, they've got all their food in Kroger. Is it Kroger? I think. Yeah. They've got uh, food in Kroger. They've got uh, their Good Belly stuff that just flies out the stuff, and they got the two locations, and I guess they're looking for other locations. I mean, imagine cooking 250 briskets on like five smokers. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, you know. what? Their smokers shut off for, like, each each one gets, like, eight hours off, just, just long enough to clean it, and then they just light it back up again. That is insane. You know, because cooking... 52 briskets a day is enough. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean... And then you're going into 110 and then 200. Franklin's in the 80s or 90s. I don't know what Salt Lake does, but that's not very good, so it doesn't really matter. I remember during uh, South By, they were talking about some numbers with Franklin doing 110 a day or something like that. Yeah, I think think a little over 100 is their max max. Yeah. Uh, It's just... when, when When you, like, think about the sheer, like... Each cow only has two briskets. Yeah. So if a place gets a hundred biscuits, that's fifty it's cows. 50 you know cows. what I mean? It's just yeah. like that. Once you start thinking about the math and everything, like we should be so grateful that uh-huh. we have. Uh, people are complaining about prices now. 
The price of everything's going up, man. Yeah, it's not Go. just barbecue. It's not yeah. just. And what more nutrient dense, like delicious filling thing is there than barbecue yeah. like just go buy barbecue go buy more barbecue when the price goes up buy more <laughs> I, I, i've been telling people for years this is the cheapest it'll ever be because it's good it gonna is. Go yeah there's never gonna it's never gonna go back down i mean I, i'm not gonna say never because <coughs> who knows what's gonna happen in the market but i mean that would be it, amazing it looks you know how it is it looks like it's not going it's down. the same thing with the government when they take away a, a right they're not gonna give it back unless you fight for it yeah. yeah ain't that the truth man it's I, so easy to get I know you're with. a freedom fighter, bro. Ah, slight. I know what you want to talk about. We ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> get, your, get your freedom boner going, bro. <laughs> so yeah, I hang out I, with comedians now so I can talk shit. Yeah, yeah. Have you... But hanging out with... A lot of those guys are... Um, so you're talking about the freedom fighting thing. Um, yeah. You know, so how's it been with the mask mandates and the vaccine stuff in, in Austin? Because, uh, you mean, know, it's, it's all pretty loose. It's they, a bubble compared to most other places in Texas. Yeah, but here's the thing, man, is that, you like, someone has to enforce the rules for them to be a problem. Like, and nobody's you, enforcing. I mean, yeah. uh, you could you could drive naked backwards on fire down I-35, and you'd yeah. probably still make it 20 miles before anyone even pulls you over. <laughs> True that. I'm not even kidding. Like, people yeah. are just... Uh, who cares about mask mandates? Like, yeah. let's stop people from texting and driving. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, let's actually, like, like there's a way to save lives in the city, and it's, like, driving, murder, you know? Like, like the normal things that, yeah. that the police should be doing. And not... And we're all worried about whether or not people are wearing masks. No one cares. Nobody cares. I mean, there's people that care big time, and you are putting their life at risk if you don't do it. I mean, in the Vulcan, <laughs> a couple times a week, there's, like, one or two people with masks in the show, yeah. and we're all, like... Like the comedian? No, no, no. Okay. Someone in the crowd. I was like, how, how would you ever? And, then, and that's a thing on its own. If you're going to a show, say you're a comedian or you're a musician or something like that, and you look off into the crowd and you see everybody with a mask on, I mean, yeah, they're all being safe, all that stuff, but like, you have to be able to read off their expressions no. on their face. They don't do anything. If you're in a room full of people, shoulder to shoulder, it doesn't it matter doesn't if you're wearing a mask It doesn't or do not. anything at all, yeah. But I mean, that's just beside the point because some people make them feel better. Like, whatever, I'm not here to tell you what makes you feel good and what makes no, you but not. It, but... The science, I'm not going to get into that, but it doesn't fucking work the way they think it does. Well, and It's a courtesy. I love it when there's like a couple people in masks because then the comedians have someone there be like, you better have symptoms. Yeah, you better have symptoms if you yeah. wear that mask. Uh, and there was one, was that this week? Recently, um, they they were like making fun of a guy and eventually he took the mask off. <laughs> and he was like, I'm just trying, I got to fly to, I got to fly to London tomorrow. And like everyone then, was just cheering. Or then so put happy. your shit on tomorrow before you get on the airplane. Whatever. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's all, helping people and there's yeah. all this crap. And if it's not helping people, I'm not really a fan of it, you it, know? Exactly. And it doesn't show, there's no peer reviewed studies that show that it works. Whatever. Just like, like, why aren't, like, Texas did an amazing job. Yeah. The monoclonal antibodies, they yeah. made it. Fully available. I mean, technically, you had to Everything. fill out an application. Yeah. But they were going crazy with that stuff. And you can see it. You can it see it works. People. Yeah. It's a treatment. I mean, you, even some of the ones that they have highly, highly, highly demonized, which is like the ivermectin, which they just like to call horse paste, and the hydroxychloroquine, and even the... Um, um, they monoclonal antibodies. They use those overseas in different countries as like yeah. just a preventative to send it to uh, to send it to the house, the household. You know, even before they get COVID or anything, it's as a preventative, and they've pretty much eradicated it completely. Well, yeah, we we've just we've just gotten less global in our views. My brother uh, works for a company in Israel that makes it's all just um, 
don't know what you call it. It's like products for babies. Yeah. And it's it's this thing. It's a mat you can put under the baby, and it will monitor the baby's heart rate and temperature and cool. all this stuff. And has actually, it's the standard in Japanese hospitals, yeah. in all the maternity wards. It's like saved thousands of babies who could have gotten like sudden infant death syndrome and yeah, all these things cool. in their sleep. But you're able to catch it before it happens. Yeah. And it's like... It, these are the things we should be getting all over yeah. the world, the things that are saving people's lives, not fighting over. The, the thing is, when people are stuck at home, I don't know, it's the same way like people try to make fun of people who die of COVID. It's like... Yeah, why, why though? Why? That's so stupid. Well, yeah. it's just, it shows that, it's like when Joe got it, everyone was like, oh, he got it. And it's yeah. like, no, we should be like, it's another human being. We mm -hmm. should just be helping each other. Like, what he did, all the pills and vitamins that should be available for everybody if yeah. we really want to if hospitals are that expensive if this is such a big problem yeah. why don't we just help everyone get healthy yeah we don't need to be stripping licenses from yeah. doctors that want to you know use that we don't want to we don't need to be um shunning them and making them to where they don't want to come to work or they don't want to practice or they're scared yeah. to even you know give somebody these, tr these we're treatments. about to be two years into this thing and it's like nothing's changed yeah we can't we can't they're about to shut it down again they're trying to shut. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Not in Texas. Not in Texas. Good luck. Come and do it. But uh, man, it's, it's it's wild the way that it's played out. And, you know, it's really there's there's two ways to look at it. There's more probably more than two ways to look at it. But the way the, there's two different ways I see. And and one is there's this doom and gloom side of it to where you can be like, hey, look, they're trying to take away rights. They're doing all this and this and this and this and this, which is horrible in its own. And we got to find a path to fix that. But we're living in the most exciting times in human yeah. history for sure like would you rather be living in a time where nothing happens at all at all, forever you know and, and and never get to experience anything that's world changing well and i think i think it's just it's time for everyone like you know you go on twitter and uh i'm sure you know some of the guys that i'm talking about but there's a lot of guys that are just dealing with so much crap yeah you know like who like if you leave your house and you want to be rude to someone who spent all day cooking food for you, yeah, that's that's my question. It's like, what is your? Why do you want to be mean? You know, like look at watch follow Patrick Fejas. Like he's yeah. got crazy stories about people just he's completely disrespecting his business for no for no reason other than they want to be an ugly person or because they ran out of brisket or whatever. I'm sure the thing is everyone wants you to have a good time. Yeah, but if you don't want to have a good time, I I have this conversation with people at the at the comedy club. All the time. Yeah. Because they're talking, and I'm like, because sometimes the door guys aren't around or whatever, and I'll be like, hey, you guys got to keep it down. You're disturbing the show. And yeah. they're like, oh. And I'm like, listen, do you want to have fun, or do you want to be annoying? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we're all here to have fun. If you want to join us, if you want to keep talking, we're going to kick you out. Yeah. And they're like, you can't kick us out. And I'm like, oh, well, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Like, this is a fun, like, I like a... Uh, I like a protected, fun environment yeah. where it's like everyone's having fun. If you don't want to have fun, you can leave. Yeah, and we give people lots of chances and stuff. People rarely get thrown out, but it's like when you empathize with the person, you're like, I know you're having fun. Your friends yeah. are here. It's great, but like we just need you. There's 20 people around you that can hear your conversation. You've got to really, really try to get kicked out of a comedy show. Yeah, exactly. Like you've got to really. Oh, like we had the cops in there one night. There was this like big biker dude that was like. I dare you to touch me. And he was like yelling in the back and the door guys at the Vulcan are trained very well. Yeah. So they tried, they don't really grab people. They don't do any of that crap. Just corral kind of. Yeah. They were just, most of the time, if you tell people you have to leave, they kind of already know they're being an asshole. Yeah. So they're like, all right, fine. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like every time, every time except this one. And even, even this one, all we did was call the cops and the cops walked up to him and they didn't put their hands on him or anything. And said, 
you got to go, sir. Touch and once the cops thing. were there, he was like, and then it was so funny because Joe's on stage, and uh, and he's like, oh, what's happening back there? Because he doesn't even know. Because we're keep, we're like, and there's lights in his face. He can't yeah. see past the crowd. And he's like. Oh, what happened? And she's the woman's like, they're kicking us out for no reason. <laughs> and then he looks down to one of his security guys. He's like, no reason, huh? And and the security guy's like, no, they cut they cut their phones out of the yonder bags yeah. and like they're like destroying the property of the venue, <laughs> trying to cut out because they want to check their Instagram or whatever. No reason. And he's like, no reason. I just I, I took a knife out of my pocket and cut someone else's property, but I'm getting kicked out for no reason. <laughs> like he just teased her out the door. It was so good. <laughs> Chris Dayala. Uh, I have a clip of it. I'll, I'll oh, you show do? it to you after this. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, I was in, uh, I think it was at the, the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles on Sunset. Uh, and uh, Chris, Chris Dahlia or Dahlia? Chris Dahlia, yeah. Dahlia, yeah. Uh, it was before he, was, he did Whitney. Um, but he, I had some, some shirt on that was all striped and it was, I guess, too tight on me and all that. You know how it goes. <laughs> he started making fun of me because my, you know, my shirt was. Were you sitting in the front row? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't sit in the front row at comedy shows anymore. Yeah, if you. <laughs> but I mean, I was a good sport, but at the same time, yeah. and there was some drunk lady in the back or in the side that kept on blurting shit out, and he was making fun of her and doing the, you know, his drunk voice that he does. Yeah, hilarious. Penny. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's funny. He is. I hope he figures the shit out. Does he? Does he come to the out to Austin and perform ever? I know he's no, more of like I, a northerner dude. He he got he was kind of caught in a little scandal, so he's been yeah. kind of laying low. I think he just started his podcast back up again. Good. So I have to check that out. Yeah, I mean, I I I love these guys. I love. I hope Louis comes here, man. Yeah. I mean, I watched his new special. Like he's a genius for, you know, he was one of the first people who just made his own platform. Yeah. Oh, you want to watch my special? Pay on my website. Uh, you know what I mean, instead of having to. Yeah, and he did a free for Netflix. He did a special. The first one he did, I think it was five bucks. Wow. And he made like five million dollars. That's ridiculous. And then if they would have released it on Netflix or Showtime, they're yeah, they wouldn't give him half that. Hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand yeah. dollars plus some royalties. Yeah. And he literally was just like, "Oh, I'm wow. just gonna, I'm gonna make." Oh. But also, some of these guys, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Tony, they're they're just putting their specials out on YouTube. Yeah. And still getting millions and millions and millions of views. It's not as much money, but that turns into you know, Shane was popular shane was all these things but as soon as he put out that special all of a sudden you just started noticing more people recognizing him he came to a bunch of shows before he shot he shot that special in austin okay so he'd come to a bunch of shows and and people recognize him and they'd cheer but now when he gets on stage it's like yeah oh uh, yeah but because that's great. because everyone's everyone's starved for good stuff mm -hmm. and when someone puts out a like it's generous enough to just for free drop a special yeah it's like it's crazy to me. Well, I'm like, and, that you, and you know how much work goes into putting together a set, and how much time. Goes, oh, that's a that's two two it, to it, four years it, of work. Yeah, because you're having to go and test all the material out. You're going to have to go and rewrite. You're going to it's, it's it's crazy amounts, and then they go, and then you get to get that kind of reception, and to give it away for free. It's just that's next level. That's like me cooking for two years and not ever making any yeah. money like that. <laughs> that's like you're just literally <laughs> standing on Sixth Street, free brisket. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, but it, it's so cool to see them master their craft you know that's that's one of the things that's been inspiring because now i watch them and i'm like oh i see how he changed that or i yeah. see how he oh he moved that and oh those two jokes that he had at the beginning and the end now they're both at the end because they were kind of more related yeah and that's what's inspired me to really just throw the book out and write a new one for yeah. everything i'm doing because there's just 
yeah, some people want to listen to an hour conversation, but some people just want to know the the beats. They want to know, and I want to be able to just throw my backpack on and, you know, and... I really like the new content. I mean, the, for you, uh, at least, you know, for the video side of it, like what you've put out with, um, the, I think it was like a post or two ago on your Instagram with the Snows crew. Yeah. Like, I really like that format that you did right there. And it seems like it's, I didn't see that before from you. Is that one of the things that you've kind of started trying to do that? Yeah. And, and, you know, I have, I've literally, the comedy community is very generous. They're v- very caring, you know, yeah. like. They love having me around. They love having a guy with a camera. And I record their sets, which is a big thing now because you never know what can happen or someone yells. Yeah. or. Yeah. And so I've I've literally, in the last six months from the comedy community, I've taken every dollar that I've made working with them and I've just reinvested it in myself. And I just keep basically putting more and more stuff on like zero interest credit cards. <laughs> yeah. And then paying it off. And go. so that's turned into now I have this amazing, you know, a, a, a backpack, a YouTuber designed yeah. that's made for traveling and cameras and all that. Nice. And so now I have like the rig. So I'm ready to go. Good. But it, it took me six months to, to accumulate all the cameras and yeah. the gear. And there's still obviously, I mean, I'd love to have half the gear in this room, but, you know, it's it's cool to to just organically figure it all out myself because... Right. Uh, kind of like blaze your own trail, you know? Yeah, and, and now I have, I literally have a studio in my backpack. So yeah. the next time we go get food or whatever, we'll yeah. just be running around selfieing it. Just unpack, throw a few mics out, your interface, yeah. your your cameras, and your gear. I could do this anywhere. It wouldn't sound as good as this. Yeah, yeah. But I could do this literally anywhere. Three cameras, everything. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I have one backpack. I like, I like, I like that, and I think that that'll take like just like you're doing anyway. Take the barbecue podcast to the next thing, the next yeah. level. And I really do like what Kate is doing with um, the bar. Everybody does a classic barbecue. Everybody does the brisket. You know, the, the yeah, Trinity. But, everybody does all those things. But he takes that, and everybody knows he can do it. But he takes it to the next level anyway. Take a great burger, put it on Texas toast, put brisket jam on top of that. It's literally yeah. a jam he made with brisket and onions. Yeah. Put put that on on top of it. Um, what's the last? Oh, and uh, it's like deep fried jalapenos yeah. and and um, green peppers on Texas toast. Wow. The brisket blues burger. I almost brought one of those, but I didn't want you to fall asleep. <laughs> it's, it's heavy, huh? It's it's a thick burger. Um, the other one, the even bigger one, is a smokehouse burger, where it's that whole you know it's a burger, Texas toast, or it might be on one of the potato buns. But then it's like a handful of pulled pork on top of that. Oh, cool. So it's like a huge burger. Yeah. <clears throat> you can do one, two, three, four. You can get as many patties as you want on their classic burger. Like, right. Besides, I mean, even if you want a salad, they do a, a Caesar, like a smoked turkey Caesar wrap that's full of kale. Wow. I mean, there's really not anything on the menu that... That's what I'm saying. I like I like the Leroy <clears throat> and Lewis situation. This is the elevated barbecue. I mean, obviously, you got to keep the staples. But this elevated barbecue thing is something that has really taken everybody by storm. You got even in North Texas, you've got a bunch of the guys doing stuff that's kind of like you know off the wall, and it's really sticking. You know, people really like it. So uh, like Hurtado with all his really cool sausages he's doing. Um, well, and, and that's I mean, originally barbecue was a meat market, just trying to get. It's the same thing with the rotisserie chickens. Yeah, just another way to sell meat. Yeah. So originally barbecue was just meat markets. So we're like, well. 
we got all this extra meat. Let's throw it in the smoker. So it It'll last a few more days, and we can sell more of it. Yeah. You know, and now that's reached this point where it's like kind of a ceiling. Yeah. And people just worry about the like. I don't want to make it seem like it's a problem because it's not a lot of people. But there are people that are worried about, oh, the, what's the brisket price? Yeah. It's like if it's $40 a pound, I don't care. I'm going to still eat it. Yeah. But now you can just bake in it like that Crunchwrap. However much that Crunchwrap costs, the price of the brisket is covered. So it, it all of a sudden you're actually making money off everything. Yeah. You're not you're not getting people in for the brisket and then making money off the sides. Yeah. And that's traditionally what you did that in the drinks. Right. And so the, putting taking the barbecue and putting into things that they take the the smoked turkey cut it into like a kind of like a patty yeah deep fry it and they make like a buffalo chicken sa- buffalo smoked turkey sandwich very good that's awesome and it's like that turkey you might have only made a dollar on it but mm-hmm. when you make it into a sandwich you make like five dollars on yeah. it and just finding those ways to repurpose everything into you know you've known me for a long time so you see every time i have leftover barbecue i'm making ramen i'm yeah. making casseroles i'm making yeah. queso i'm making yeah. Because what's better than taking a great dish and putting barbecue in it? Exactly. Exactly. No, you're right. Pasta primavera. Yeah. Oh, man. Or I make carbonara with like, yeah, oh, I'll just cut all the fat off the brisket. And, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Let's go. <laughs> well, well, now that you're coming to town, you got to come over. I'll cook some meals I'll, for you or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to. We're going to be here uh, quite often. So nice. uh, you Just know. move back here. Uh, Ashley would love that, wouldn't you, baby? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Um, but Have yeah, a little Austin baby. We're gonna try and come. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, we got a ba- another baby on the way right yeah. now. I don't know if I told you that. Congratulations. Yeah. So we got Summer, the little two-year-old, and then now we've got. Uh, the she's nu- the best, bro. I see the videos of you guys just goofing around oh, and God. playing. Yeah, she's at she's at me or BB and Yaya's right now. Uh, <laughs> you think she's gonna be as tall as you? That'd be crazy, right? That'd be wild, man. A six-two-ish girl. Hell yeah. No, no that's intimidating. <laughs> I know you got like 10 years before she's too big to pick up. Yeah, she's already getting close. I don't think so. <laughs> no, not at all. Not those arms. No, no. Look at these pythons. Those barbecue arms. <laughs> well, dude, it's so good talking to you, man. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks yeah, for I, inviting me. Absolutely. And with this, we're going to do this a, a lot more, too. So I want to yeah. have you on I'm more. excited yeah. to play with this app. It looks fun. It is really cool. So y'all, y'all go on, on to your app store um, or the, the Play Store, whatever one you got, and, and download Ibble, um, new free speech social media app. Uh, and it's uh, we're really starting conversations uh, and keeping conversations going. It's yeah. a really cool app. We already got a Q and A that we can answer later. Yeah, we got some we'll questions coming there. in as we as Come we speak. It. So, uh, man, thanks so much, brother. Yeah, yeah, we'll see My you again pleasure. soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Boing, boing. Yeah, we, the, you got some intro music or not anything yet? yet? Not yet. No. Working on it. Death metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>